Welcome to the Funny Millionaires Podcast, where you laugh all the way to the bank. Here's your host, Lee Lin. Awesome. So I'm so happy to have with me um, an amazing guest. Uh, today's uh, episode, he's going to teach you how to become a spiritual millionaire. Okay. Are you guys ready? Um, I'm so excited to invite the sexy ginger Jesus himself, the spiritual smartass uh, Brandon Marshall on the Funny Millionaires podcast. And he's actually the first guest, which I'm really excited about. Um, I've personally taken his courses. They were amazing, really effective, and it will be your freaking honor, okay, to read his hilarious Facebook statuses. So you're welcome, audience, for me bringing this amazing guest. So thank you so much, Brandon. Uh, welcome. Welcome. How are you doing? What's up? Thanks for having me. Feeling uh, good. Yeah, great to have you here. So can you tell us, like, how do you deal with being a, you self-proclaim yourself as a sexy ginger Jesus? I don't know what that means. Can you tell us how you deal with that? Yeah, the name was kind of given to me in my, uh, I, I don't mean to plug my Facebook group in the beginning of the who the fuck is Brandon Marshall is, is my Facebook group and um, yeah everyone just started calling me sexy ginger Jesus or SGJ and I didn't even know about it at first I'm like ah, okay cool and then it just became a label so I guess I guess I gave the people what they wanted give them what they want and or sell them what they want and then give them what they need right you know what I love about you is just your humility. I just love it. Um, I wish I could have more of that. And uh, can you tell us, like, what is a spiritual smartass? And, like, what do you what do? You do? Yeah. Yeah, I, I try to stay grounded after walking on water all day. But um, <laughs> the spiritual smartass, that was created because I, I started out with doing comedy videos. And that's my – that was what I started out messaging. And then I had this – desire to want to transform lives and be a coach and so that's like the spiritual side and when I started out being a coach I felt like a little bit of that comedy went away because I thought my message was supposed to be a certain way and then the spiritual smart ass sort of brought the two together so who do you think is better you or JP Sears I would say for he, those of you who does, can you explain who he is in a very yeah. terrible way. So you look. He like he is a sexy ginger Jesus in himself. Um, he definitely has his one up on me in the hair game, but I think I think beard wise, um, I'm totally better. But um, yeah, he does great parody videos on the YouTubes, and I get since we're both gingers, you know, people say we're this, you know, people relate to both of us. Totally. I totally see that. And you're obviously better. Right. You're on my podcast. Obviously you're better than him. So, um, so for those of us, like some people are listening from like the comedy world, they don't even know what it is. Can you explain like what coaching is and like what you help people do? Cause I think your answer was so high level. I think their brains might explode. You have to explain it to yeah. like a kindergarten level. Can you do that for us, please? My girlfriend says I do that to people in the lobby of my apartment. Mm, um, okay. They'll ask me a question, then I'll say okay. something like coach language, and they're like, right, right. they just exit out of the conversation. Yeah. But um, 
coaching. So like, I guess the most basic term to say it's, it's life coaching where um, business owners will come to me to, to well, amplify their marketing and their mindset um, and their online presence. So their visibility online where, you know, getting more engagement on organic social media or more people knowing who they are and expressing themselves. So it's like, if you're, if, if, if we're talking to comedians, it would be like a comedian saying like, Hey, I want to get my message to more people or I want to amplify um, my core message. And that's what I do is like, I, I go into the inner game of, I mean, or the mindset, I don't know what, what basic terms you use. Um, but I go into to the, the mindset of like, okay, well, what, what will happen if somebody rejects me or what, what will my family think if I show who I really am and, and um, how, how do I craft my message where people really feel it and share it and love it and how does the post go viral? So things like that. I hope that was a uh, yeah. little more yeah, simplified. Because comedians like us, we're really dumb, so it's good that you explain it in like simple <laughs> language. I think you just probably made some of them cry in a corner. You made them uh, really <laughs> touch some sensitive aspects of themselves. So um, you also have, like, I took your marketing courses. I think they're really helpful. Um, do you feel like it's possible to have a personality and make money online? Or do you think that's just uh, impossible and just asking for something? No, the key is to be absolutely fucking boring. <laughs> no, oh, I've been doing it all wrong. <laughs> that's what holds a lot of people back um they think they have to wipe away their personality and be seen as this professional so they all become like bank tellers or some shit where it's like here is xyz to do this and that and everyone it's like you can't really sell based off information alone because you can go on youtube and google and find everything so it's the edge that you have and the personality that you have that's going to help you stand out. So I would say anybody in comedy that wants to make that transition, they already have that gift um, that will help them stand out in, in front of a crowd or in front of people in your newsfeed. And speaking of newsfeed, like you guys should check out Brandon Marshall on Facebook and stalk him. But I want to know, like, who do you steal your Facebook statuses from? Where do I get them? Yeah. It can't be from, from you. From it's too smart and funny. Yeah, well, I, I spend an hour a day. Oh, it's called okay. the Jay Shetty strategy. And I spend an hour a day and I find like all the best statuses for my friends and I copy and paste the entire thing. Or sometimes I'll remix it, you know, like I'll remix one status with the other. And it's the Jay Shetty way to uh, millions of dollars. Okay. That's awesome. Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. people don't cut that and take that serious. They'll put me on a blog and <laughs> call me out. So I, I, I thought about this because I was like, what if people take this very, like, literally? Like, so I, hopefully they for listen to the first. I know, right? Like, but I, <laughs> hopefully they look up Jay Shetty. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they read your Facebook statuses. Hopefully they get it, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, well, and um, I don't know, like, how does uh, online scamming work? Well, 
basically you you steal the content we already got over that part steal the content. um and then if somebody approaches you about the content you pretend you know nothing like mm -hmm. why what are you talking okay. about like why okay. are you being and then what you want to do is be like why are you being so mean to me you're shaming mm -hmm. me like mm -hmm. and as long as you play as the bigger victim then ah. you've won that conversation oh. even if you stole their content i like that i'm gonna I'm gonna use that one. We'll see how it goes. It's weird because like I'm a I'm like a medium minority, if that makes sense. Like yeah. on the scale of minority, you're kind of like you're like a unicorn because like you're like a white male. You also have the gingerness to it, so you have the no soul aspect, which helps you. Yeah. But I'm like an Asian woman, so I'm more like the gold digger, and I can kind of like do certain things. But anyways, I went on a whole different tangent. Didn't. Go where I want to go. But... <laughs> uh, genders are minorities that people don't care about. So, like, how do you deal with not having a soul? Well, I don't have the feel. So, oh, right. you know, I just, uh, yeah, so I, I don't really have to deal with it because it doesn't matter. Like, I just, oh. it doesn't register into my heart. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Thank you for sharing yeah, that. So, like, no what, soul, uh, no soul. Yeah. No soul high vibes. I was trying to think of a oh, good one. That's a good one. No yeah. soul high vibes. I, I might take No that soul, one. no cry. No soul, no cry. Yeah. I think I need to Bob work Marley in the industry remix. more. Yeah. I should do that one. You do do music, right? You're related to Eminem. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's tough. It's tough being related to him because I'm always living in his shadow and I'm like his ginger, like ginger stepbrother. So it's kind of weird. You guys look the same to me, so okay, that makes sense. Are um, you saying all white people look the same? Right? Is that what you guys say about us? <laughs> it's okay, right? It's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to connect with you guys, but yeah. Is that like a is that like a different race thing? Like people think that another race all looks the same? Is that like a I think thing so. all around? I think so. I mean, you guys have more genetic variety because you guys can have like, you know, red hair and like black hair and blonde hair and like different colored eyes yeah. we're a little bit inbred i guess whatever genghis Khan did to us but uh, <laughs> i feel i'm this is not my expertise um but yeah white people all look the same to asians that's that solves a problem right um so uh moving on <laughs> what annoys you about like the coaching industry I think the biggest thing that annoys me is people being annoyed by the coaching industry. Okay. <laughs> it's like yeah. there's there's this whole thing in the coaching industry of people always posting about how coaches piss them off. And I think to myself, it's like, why don't we just stop complaining about other coaches and do our thing? Um, so yeah, and, and also people who shame people who steal content like me. You know, it's like, I'm just doing the best that I can with what I have. So, you know, hustle, hustle any way you can get it. Okay. And I, I, wanted, I want you to share like a status you're, you're okay with sharing because your statuses are so hilarious. I know my audience is going to be lazy bums. So can you just share a status that like you really liked that got a lot of responses so we can copy it and get the same results? Yeah. So what was the thing that I said? I said that the, the how is the biggest cock blocker of the universe. That one was a good one. And another one would be the more filtered you are up front on, in your marketing, the more filtering you have to do behind the scenes. 
mm. because it's like people don't know who the fuck you are. So you don't want to, yeah. I don't know, like you don't want to, you don't want to attract a client into your world and then start talking about elephant sex or something on the phone call. And then they're like, whoa, where did this come from? Like what? I talk about so that all the time. What? Yeah. So that's you want to, oh. you want to. You want to openly talk about the elephant sex so you don't uh, surprise anybody. I or you they, could surprise people and have fun with it. Don't they like you do. surprise elephant sex? I, mean, I guess I've been <laughs> doing it all wrong, man. I have to it's a strange change world. my whole... Yeah, I have to change my whole strategy. I'm just learning so much from you. Holy shit. PC culture. Um, I know. I mean, we can do another podcast on that, but I'm kind of scared <laughs> a little bit now. But um, yeah, let's <laughs> let's keep going with elephant sex. Um, so uh, you get a lot of responses on your statuses. A lot of people are like, oh, I have a market and it's not working. Like, what's like a general response? Like how many likes and I mean, I don't I don't like saying this, but I think that's the only way our stupid audience can understand is like, you know, how many likes do you get? How many comments do you get? Like, and you also had a lot of traction with like high level players um, in the industry. So yeah. can you share with us, like, what are some of the results that your statuses and marketing gets? Yeah, so, so engagement wise, I'd say on average, like 100 to 150. You know, there might be some posts that are like lower, but um like on a high engaging post around 150 and then depending on if it's like opening up for a conversation, there could be hundreds of comments under there, you know, like depending, it, it depends on the vibe. If it's like some quote that people just vibe with, they'll love it and walk away. But if it's like a question or inspires a conversation, then you'll have, or if you, if you um, post about anti-vax or vax vaccines and like asking that then you're going to get a lot of comments and people are going to fight each other in the comments about that so usually posts like that will get you a lot of comments boys and girls did you and hear that 150 150 <laughs> okay sometimes i struggle to get two likes okay so okay sorry i just had to yell right now because i feel strongly about it. Okay. <laughs> or, sorry can you continue let your emotions flow <laughs> um and i'd say like the big thing is not giving a fuck hmm. um in the coaching industry, I notice like a lot of people kind of idolize coaches who are like on a certain level. And it's just realizing they're all like, we're all sort of like these weird unicorn. I don't want to say losers, but like we were like, maybe the losers. Please in high say school it. Yes. Where it's like, yeah. who the yeah. fuck is that person? You know, that's why mm -hmm. I named it who the fuck is Brandon Marshall. But mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, it's like we, we all like most of us have been in high school and not been that popular kid. And then we found this online space and we're creating from there. So it's interesting that people idolize and when you're attached to a certain result or if you care too much, then it's a repelling energy. Like you don't want to be around people that are like, Oh my God, like I, I need you in my life. You, it's like when someone's nonchalant and they're cool about it and they're chill, that's when you magnetize people to you, regardless of, um, I guess, where on the hierarchy or what their status is or how cool they are to other people. Um, not giving a fuck is the key. I think you're really cool with not giving a fuck because just all the statuses you post is just hilarious. I'm super <laughs> needy, so I do the first thing that you said on dates. I guess that doesn't work. Uh, but whatever so um <laughs> what were some of your clients successes if you had any success stories well 
usually they steal they steal oh, they content steal. Okay. with success without okay. without get any consequences but i'm serious i'm like um, serious like because i, I want yeah, people to work serious. with you like yeah <laughs> oh yours okay, okay sorry, <laughs> on, sorry. A, on a serious note um so i help i help new influencers become more seen and break out of that bubble and get rid of their video fear and, and make making their first few sales to where it's like, Oh my God, like I can make money on my own. And then I've also helped establish people where they're in a rut or they're like too much in their head. And maybe they're having some down months that like I I've helped someone go from like a 2k month to 30k in the next month. Wow. So it's 2K like to 30k. That's sorry. I just had to yeah. That's a good it. program Dave. Or yes. like someone had, um, their best month in the beginning of 2019 than they had all last year in 2018. So it's like the, the cool thing about them is like, they have that, they have the marketing down, Mm -hmm. but they overcomplicated or they're suffering from perfectionist identity. And it's like, okay, well let's take this away and that away. And, and here, let's add some spice to your content and giving them that vision to move forward. And once you're in that flow and you're having fun with it, it's infectious. And then you, you notice yourself selling more and you're magnetizing more clients to you. So it's all, it's all an energy thing. Awesome. And like, what do your clients do? So our comedian audience can know how to have a real job. Yeah. (laughs) So there are, there are artists, service providers, coaches. So, um, it, it really does fit in with the comedian way of like um, being able to put your art out there and monetize it. And I think that a lot of us fall in that trap of thinking there has to be a starving artist. It's like, I have to be a starving artist or I have to do this stuff for free. And I think like, like I, um, I have like a few people that I, I recognize where it's like, they, they do a lot of the comedy and sometimes they use humor to deflect or deflect the seriousness of the services that they provide um, and have had experiences in their life. And I've had experiences like this too, where people want to just pay you with, with exposure. That didn't come out Fuck right. That. They, oh, wait. Oh, wow. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. That, oh, that's okay. wrong. But um, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, you're, you'll get exposure if you come to our acts and, and, and give us our, or graphic. If you design graphics for me, then I'll, show you to my audience, but I'm not going to give you any money. Um, so there's a little bit of that of like respecting and holding that energy within yourself where it's like, no, my fucking products are worth a lot of money and this is my brilliance. And I think sometimes it's really easy to discount that because a lot of us have been the black sheep in our family and our parents are like, well, why don't you get a regular job and be an electrician or something like that? And, and we start to wonder if, our art that comes naturally has that that value or we're afraid to charge um what it's worth yeah totally i love that you brought that up because you are like kind of a unicorn in who you are but also the type of person who gets into coaching because i think most coaches in the space are female i kind of think of it as more like a feminine space is it weird yeah okay so yeah, I, like, I noticed myself like in the like a lot of the female space of coaching there is like a there is kind of like a sales bro space too but that's kind of it, it does there's not as many people in the the man spaces with spirituality like they're not into yeah. the spiritual law of attraction manifestation stuff 
for sure. So can you tell us like, how did you get like, get here? Like, like, uh, you brought up electrician. Yeah. You could have been an electrician. Like what, what happened? Like what, what is this? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, like how did you become on this path of becoming a spiritual millionaire? Like, I guess that's my question. Yeah. Well, it started from a major breakup when I was uh, 19. So that was like my wake up moment where, mm -hmm. and then I ended up on some guy's email list teaching me dating and stuff. And then I learned to be more charismatic. Um, I would say even before that I had a passion for writing though. And it, it kind of like, I just knew that the conventional stuff in school wasn't for me. And then, you know, as I learned more and more about internet marketing, I'm like, okay, well, I want to impact lives. Like I just got obsessed with self-help and it, it was weird to me because I thought I hated reading, but then self-help came along and I'm like, oh, well, I actually like learning how to up-level in my life. It sort of feels like a video game in some sort of sense. So that's how I became obsessed with it. It's just enough pain from a breakup and then realizing that I actually love learning when it's not learning the traditional way. Mm. That's awesome. Glad that you shared that. Cause I think a lot of people also feel the same way. And sometimes they feel like, oh, I, don't, I don't look like this person. Maybe should I go into it? It's not traditional. My parents have no idea what it is. So I'm glad that you shared that with us. Um, so what were some of like your favorite programs that you've run so far? Um, smart ass that definitely was because smart ass the like the sales page itself I just had fun with it and there's been times where where I get obsessed about a sales page or it's like it's got to be perfect and mark everything down but like that was like from the soul where it's like um, it, it was just like sarcastic humor in every single bullet point of the sales page where it's like yeah, you're not going to read the rest of the sales page anyway, so just read this shit. And I just brought in, like, like the people in that group are just fucking amazing. And they're like, they ha they all had that smart-ass vibe, and we have a mm. good time. But it's it's a course on writing, uh, writing better and writing a better message online. Awesome. And, like, what were some of the results from the besides just hanging out with you and having fun and, you know, developing the voice, yeah. like what were some of the results from like your programs? Like you said, you, you help somebody make 2000 to 30,000, which is freaking amazing. Um, any other like writing wise, like our wise. Yeah. yeah find, finding their voice, like just yeah. finding their voice and their message. And the thing is, you know, not to down other coaches, but like they suck. sometimes they'll work. Okay. Yeah, they Let's suck. <laughs> <laughs> they'll work with another coach and they're like, well, my coach told me to like sit still on a live stream and be boring. Like people are teaching you to be boring. And it, I just bring the fun back in marketing and let people know it's easy again. So then all of a sudden they go from not being able to do a live stream fully paralyzed not literally paralyzed, but just like, you know, frozen. Was... <laughs> and then, and then they're doing like three live streams a day because they, they're not obsessed with being perfect and, and they're allowing all of their personality out instead of being ashamed about it. So that would be like some of the big inner game stuff when it comes to being a messenger and marketing your message out there. Wow. So are you saying paralyzed people cannot be on live streams? Is that what you're saying? I'm just kidding. I don't want to, I don't do it. Kathy Newman on you. Um, wow. That's really awesome. Are you guys hearing this people who are scared to be on video? 
Uh, all right, let's do some. Are you ready for some uh, fun questions? Okay. Yeah, um, let's do it. What do you think of toxic femininity? Hmm. It's uh, it goes ignored because mm. toxic femininity is passive aggressiveness. So ah, it's so passive okay. aggressive that no one talks about it. <laughs> they just talk about they. We just talk about toxic femininity with you know, their girlfriends of like, yeah, she's so toxic feminine. I don't think people have those conversations. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't so feel bad because I, I, yeah, I ran this question by you. So if you read yeah. it, you would have been like, hey, what is, okay. I'm, I'm glad. Um, <laughs> so um, like, let's see, what questions should I throw at you? Um, so what do you think are like the mistakes that people make when they're like promoting themselves in business besides being boring? Mm -hmm any other mistakes? i'd say like not well th this is kind of like in the boring conversation but yeah, it's just not that's a worse thing to be up. yeah basically being boring yeah. is like the worst yes mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's like not turning the notch up and something that i've been through in life and i think a lot of people have is like when growing up and going through school everyone was telling you just turn it down a bit like do you really have to say that like don't no please and that's the opposite of what you want when you're a messenger especially being like a coach <clears throat> that provides transformation it's like you want to have those hard-hitting truths that like rock people and they're like oh my god what what did the, what did she just say or what did he just say um so yeah like just turning it the dial way up and not being afraid to say those hard-hitting truths and not being afraid of being pissed off of people being pissed off at you and i know that's like crazy in 2019 everyone's yeah. looking for a reason <laughs> right. to be pissed off but knowing that no one can really no one can truly cancel you like you're if, as long as you stay true to your message and your values there's going to be a percentage of this planet that vibes with your message and all i recommend with that is like have the intention to do good for people Totally. And do you think there's something as like too controversial? Do you ever like edit your posts or have you been banned? I've been banned from a lot of groups. <laughs> I just want to know if you have, you know what I mean? Like how much do you think is too much or is there really such a thing? Do you kind of change what you say sometimes or do you put it in humor? Like what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. So I don't often change like my core views. Um, I guess something like a less involved version of me or like a non-coach version of me would sometimes just say things for shock value. Like maybe I don't believe in it, but I'm going to say it just because so, I know it's going to rattle people and right, piss them right. off and stir mm -hmm. up the pot. Mm -hmm. So what I do is like, I just make sure there's intention behind it. Like, is this the message I want to be putting forward to lead people? Um, I have been kicked out plenty of Facebook groups. Woo. What else? I can relate. Totally. But like, yeah, I, I love the raw message. But for what? Like, I, I'm, I, I'm curious. Like, I think I remember some of them, but like, why were you kicked out? Yeah. Okay. So, so once I got kicked out of Facebook, well, I didn't get kicked out for this, but I was in a millennial Facebook group and I made these posts. <laughs> I made these posts like talking about how like the older millennials are better than the younger millennials. Uh, um, <laughs> That's hilarious. So that got a lot of traction. Really? What, <laughs> what were they mad about? This is just the truth. Well, they, a lot of people were having a fun time with it. But okay, then good, there was good, another good. post 
I think it was like, it was a theme in that group where it was like um, college or no college. And I kept, I kept shitting on college. Yeah, okay. So um, an admin kicked me out for that. Uh, and then I got kicked out of another, another group because me and my, my girlfriend, we met there. We met in that Facebook group. Um, but then the admin said something about being a Chanel purse coach or something like that. And we didn't work <laughs> feeling the status. And <laughs> I know exactly. You, the audience is like, why the hell is she laughing? But I, I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> a Chanel purse coach. Oh so yeah, God. we got, we got kicked out for making, letting our, our oh feelings be heard about that. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Um, Ah, okay. So do you help people who are like just starting out? Like you have no idea how to do online business. Do you help them or do you help people who already have a message but need uh, to spread it? Like who do you, who do you work with? Yeah, those would be the two um, different people that I work with. Like I think a lot of times there can be resistance there of like, I don't know my message yet. I don't know what to do. And actually taking that action and getting the support in the coaching and getting that momentum going is going to help clarify your message. And just, just so you know, like my message from 2013 is totally different. Yeah. Like it just evolves, but it wouldn't have evolved if I didn't take that action. I didn't hire the coaches and I didn't like allow myself to go through that. And, and you can keep evolving your message and make money at the same time. So um, yeah, definitely. Like I encourage people like, I think one of the hardest things to do is to take that leap and take ownership. Like this is what I do. Um, so I encourage people to do that and I help people do that. And then there's other type of client that's like, maybe they're in a rut or they, you know, they're, they just want to amplify their writing or their message to, to, to be more narrowed in on their audience or showcase more of their personality and, and stand out more. Um, and that's who I help as well. Awesome. Because um, you're actually answering this really well, so it's hard to be Zach, like a Zach Galifianakis as I originally planned. <laughs> so let me ask you, because I'm genuinely curious, like, what are your thoughts on, like, millionaires and people with money? Do you feel like it's uh, compatible with spiritual principles? They should be eliminated. There's yeah. No yeah. Kill them, right? <laughs> Occupy Wall like, how Street. Could you, how can you be a good person and <laughs> right. afford groceries at the same time? <laughs> exactly. So can you can you uh, expand on that? Because I, I think this is a very important message. Like, I, I think it's I think it's very funny that um, people demonize money. Um, I'm a I'm a firm believer that money is abundant. Like it's just it's energy. Um, so it's always a bit available to us, but it's our programming and conditioning that keeps us away from it. And the more and more that you break out of this pattern and this game, and the more you can access to this, this abundance, like the vortex And I might totally lose people on this one. Vortex. Um, <laughs> they don't even know what vortex means, like in a literal yeah. sense. So to do yeah. the Abraham, how do, how would you explain a vortex? Like in the flow, maybe? I would say research. like, like kind of. yeah, like in the flow, um, I guess like relating to Dr. Strange and, and Marvel movies, like you see them go into the quantum world or Ant-Man um, or the Matrix, like movies like that will kind of give you a, an insight of like um, what's available. And, and money is basically energy 
Like there's energy behind it, but without that energy, it's like, okay, pieces of paper or numbers on a screen. So when you're tapped in and you realize that it's energy, then you bring in that energy towards you. That, but I, I, I probably have to recommend like some resources and stuff like that. Do you, would you do a course on it? Like how to look at money and stuff? Like, yeah, it's definitely. never been done um, before. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. So what are your thoughts on, should I go for Instagram likes or should I go for Bitcoin? Hmm. Bitcoin for sure. Bitcoin for That's, sure. You have, I think you have yeah. a lot of thoughts on Bitcoin. You posted when it was hot. Yeah. Um, it was what what it was hot in like 2017 i think um i just no it might have been 2016 but i i would just like everyone was crazy about bitcoin and i said that no one was going to be talking about it that next year i remember it was like december and i'm like next year no one's going to be talking about it and then people stopped talking about it so, yeah i don't know that's true and then the crypto bros are kind of, I don't know. Crypto bros. I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing out stuff. This is first guest. So thank you for giving me some freedom to just do stupid shit. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, what was the best time to post a controversial topic on Facebook? 3 a.m. at night. 3 a.m. I mean, at night. Morning. Okay. Okay. I think Trump is taking like, notes. Like yeah. nothing is better. <laughs> nothing is better than someone who couldn't get a good rest. And they're totally pissed off scrolling their news feed. Like, it's just easy. It's easy picking mm, them. I see. So can I see Katie? Katie is his dog for people who don't know. Yeah. Katie. It's funny because, like, when I first Fine. saw you on the video, like, I always saw you, like, yell at Katie. So I was like, who the <laughs> hell is this coach? <laughs> but She's avoiding me. me. Oh. Hold on. Must be your energy. Here she's coming. She's like, what are you doing to me? I was laying down. Oh, you're so cute. For those of you who can't see on the podcast, she's a white dog. And what breed is it? <laughs> she's the cutest. What breed is she? Is she a mutt? Yeah, she's a lab terrier mix. Oh, wow. I think she's got like, I think she's got Jack Russell. Aww. She looks so like one cute. at least. Awesome. I'm a, Katie's going to be the thumbnail for our video because <laughs> nice. uh, I'm too ugly for this. So I think the dog is going to help. <laughs> uh, so uh, where can we find you and where can we uh, work with you? So you definitely Facebook, but um, I would go to sexygingerjesus.com and it's okay. like a simple, simple webpage where all my links are there for Facebook, Instagram, any platform that you prefer. Yeah, I was gonna take that URL, sexy ginger Jesus, but I couldn't. I didn't have a clout to do it. But thank you so that's, much. That's, for, gin, that's ginger <laughs> Jesus appropriating. Oh man, but my people are good at appropriating, though. We copy everything. But um, next time, maybe I'll do a .net or .org or something and steal it and make it. Yeah, make it some trick nah, people. Okay. Even if I just make this one kind of okay, I'd be happy. So. Thank you yeah. so much again, Brandon, for this amazing interview. I really appreciate it. Everyone, please go to Sexy Ginger Jesus or Sexy Jesus Ginger. I don't want to mess Sexy up. Ginger Jesus. Sexy Ginger Jesus.com. Ginger Jesus.com. Work with him. And you can also find the podcast on Spotify. And iTunes won't approve of me yet, but eventually they will with, okay. through persistence. Persistence, yes.
Yes, I love that. All right, thank you so much, Brandon. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, listeners, for bearing with us. Yeah, and we'll see you in the next episode.